there, my name is Shane Craddock and this is the Inner Edge podcast where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hello and welcome to today's episode, which is third in a three-part little mini-series uh, called A Twist on Being More Audacious. Uh, you can listen to this one as a standalone, but I think to get the most value of it, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the other two episodes if you haven't listened to them. Um, I hope wherever you're listening to this in the world that you've, you're in good health, you're in good spirits, and if you're not, well, maybe this podcast can help a little bit. Um, the first in this three-part series uh, was a, a little twist and be more audacious. So I was in, <clears throat> encouraging people, obviously, to think bigger, to be more audacious in their thinking, to think as big as you can, um, which maybe as we get older, for a lot of people, that seems to decline is my observation. Um, maybe we can settle without realizing it almost. Um, and I think the first part of the episode, or of, the, of these three episodes, was to include yourself first of all, which sounds a bit strange. So if that doesn't make any sense, which you probably won't go back and listen to that episode. The second one was about don't make where you are wrong, critical thing because, and it happens. Most people do this. Um, I have to watch it in myself also. Indeed, that's where I first discovered it. And then the third one, I'm going to say, um, which, if you're ambitious and you're keen on creating better maybe a little bit confusing at the start when you hear it but bear with me and we'll explore and see if i can explain around the edges of this thing the point i'm going to make here is the third point is don't be attached don't be overly attached to the outcome don't be overly attached to the outcome now there's a few different stories and analogies i'm going to share with you here i think one that comes to mind straight away is um as it happens, I was talking to two people over the last couple of weeks who um, had specific goals or objectives that they really want to achieve. And they were both to do with getting a particular role, a very senior position. And they both didn't get the job, not connected to each other. And both hugely uh, disappointed, um, but both have reacted differently in terms of their bounce back and i think it, it's it's a good uh, story or exercise in showing maybe the power of being overly attached to an outcome one of the people clearly was very attached to the outcome for different reasons and so they're massively disappointed all of which is normal um but they are on the floor right now and um, it's clear that that they're struggling to let go of that attachment whereas the other person while they're also massively disappointed for whatever reason, are not overly attached to the outcome of it. And so they're kind of bouncing back quicker. The mood is is better. They're already more optimistic. They're just, in a way, almost taking the punch, which was hard for both. One person is kind of bouncing back quicker, getting back into the stride. The other person is still on the, on the canvas. And that has happened to me over my career different times. I remember even when I was working in the corporate world, 
going for a job. And in my mind, I convinced myself that I was the absolute best person for the for the job. I was up against, I think there was three other of my colleagues went for it. And one of the guys got the job. I didn't. And I was really fed up. Um, <clears throat> but if I was going back to myself now, I'd say, hey, Craddock, what part of your mind is upset by this? And the answer for me at that time, anyway, would have been, if I was being honest, was my ego. You know, and when your ego gets overly attached or when we when we just say, look, if I don't get this, then I'm not going to be happy or mean something else. Maybe it wasn't meant for you. And as it turns out, and you're looking back at that particular situation for me, the best guy actually got the job. If I was the business, I would have actually hired the guy that they did as well. He, he was better suited for the job. And that has kind of since been proven even in terms of his career. So it doesn't mean, though, that I that I didn't have value to offer in a different context. But your ego is quite a funny thing in terms of it can get overly attached to different things. And if it doesn't get what it wants, it can give you all sorts of story, which it can give you all sorts of problems, which if not corrected, um, will lead to the guy that I'm talking about who, who hasn't bounced back yet. Now they probably will bounce back eventually, but it might take much longer than the other guy or much longer than is necessary. Um, a, a story that comes to mind as well from my own um, career was many years ago, uh, I was part of a business, myself and two friends, a separate business where we were doing uh, training for sports people in the inner game. And we had teamed up to do some series of workshops with uh, a top trainer in Ireland, a guy called Wayne Westner. And if you're into golf, you might've heard of Wayne. He's a South African he actually won the world match play with Ernie Els, was touted uh, to be um, a, 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 an up-and-coming star player globally. Um, I think at one point he was top 30 in the world, then suffered a tragic accident um, on a tee box, I think somewhere in the Middle East, maybe Dubai, and kind of ended his career. Um, a very colorful life, really good guy. Anyway, we ended up connecting here at the time he was running the clinic in Selbridge. And... Um, I remember meeting Wayne and we ran a series of workshops over a couple of years together. Really good guy. And he he was kind of ahead of his time in terms of the way he was using technology at the time to video people and their swing. And he had a very spiritual um, aspect to how he saw golf in particular. And he was very much into the inner game. And I always remember one thing he said to me was, he said, you know, he said, if you're holding a club, you can hold a club three ways. You can hold it too loose. You can hold it too tight. Or you can hold it just right, which is kind of more relaxed, but still on it. And he gave this analogy of, he said, it's a bit like how it's just, you'd hold a bird. Like if you hold it too tight, you might kill it. If you hold it too loose, it'll fly away. But if you just hold it right where it's comfortable and relaxed, that that's kind of the way I think in my experience, if somebody should hold a golf club. Now I would see that analogy as being perfect for what I'm talking about here in terms of how you would hold an outcome. It's not too loose because you're not really on it. It's not too tight and because you get stressed or you bring in tension or it means too much to you. It's just about right. You're just holding that bird just about right. So yeah, you might feel some pain if the outcome doesn't happen, um, but you'll bounce back quickly. Right, I thought I'd take the opportunity to promote uh, something that might be of interest and some help to you. Um, if you are maybe interested in leaning in a little bit more for yourself in terms of 
uh, your own personal and professional development. There's a range of different courses and webinars and recordings of talks that I've done on one part of my website, which is the online academy. I'll put the link here in the show notes. You can go directly to that. But I'm going to promote one of the specific recordings, which is a webinar that I did uh, called Game Changer. And the tagline is how to jump start your mindset to lead better, reduce stress, and get results in uncertain times. And essentially, over that webinar, which is about 45 to 50 minutes long, I'm kind of I'm kind of giving my answer to the question, like how do you raise your game right now and help your team to do the same, especially in the middle of the unprecedented uncertainty, volatility. And I share some uh, strategies with you in terms of how to set yourself up for success daily in particular, and also how you can impact and inspire your team. So just for listeners of The Inner Edge, I am going to give a a special discount. It's normally 47 euros um, for the the moment anyway. I'm not too sure how long we'll do this, but I'll take 30 euros off it. So you can get it for 17 euros if you put in the code EDGE, E-D-G-E in capitals. I think the link I'll add to this um, afterwards in the show notes. If you click on that directly, it should actually have the code in it. But just in case it doesn't, just make sure you put in EDGE Edge and it'll give you 30 euros off the 47 euro price. So you can get it for 17, which in terms of what you get out of the webinar, I can assure you is nothing. Anyway, it might be of interest or maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, there you go. Let's get back to the show. Now, I I think I mentioned at a recent and maybe the last podcast that I, I was just back from my annual retreat, the Thrive Experience for Leaders. And one of the things that I share with them as an analogy, which seemed to resonate, and certainly it seems to be true in my experience of working with people at all in all different walks of life and different industries. Um, when it comes to your outcomes, your goals, your objectives, you can kind of be like a tank, or I think you can be like a sailing boat. Now, for a lot of my life and career, I think I was more like a tank. And I think the conventional approach around goals is to be like a tank, as in, you set the destination and we're going to blow <laughs> the SH1T out of everything to get there, including perhaps myself. So I might, there might be casualties along the way, so be it. I might get shot out. I might even get blown up. So be it. That's the risk. Um, and maybe sometimes there's value in being in a tank. You just have to batten down the hatches, hatches and away we go. Um, but I don't think it's a recipe for sustainable high performance. It's not a recipe for, for sustainable meaningful success in my experience the better analogy there is the sailing boat and the sailing boat is it kind of it adapts to the weather in the moment so i might say today at the start of today okay we're going to go in this direction over towards that island and as we're heading over towards that island maybe we see something we hadn't seen before which is a series of rocks or some sort of a hazard or maybe we see something better and we change tack or maybe we adapt to the wind or the weather so it's very much kind of opportunity centered as opposed to goal centered and when you're not overly attached to an outcome, when you're not overly attached, I think in my experience, you see more opportunities because you don't have the blinkers on. And I've spoken to so many entrepreneurs and CEOs who actually get what I'm saying here is that, you know, if you set, and I'm, I'm, somebody's coming to mind here now immediately, but if you set a series of goals at the start of a year, a lot of people say, okay, that's it now. I'm not going to change tack. Uh, and I used to be like that, but I don't, I think that's holding on to too much. I think that's been overly attached to the outcomes um, I'd rather have an overarching vision or intention for the bigger picture. And that I, I, cause I was like, give my energy to, but I don't be overly attached to the way it has to happen or specific milestones along the way. 
my experience is that I can create that vision. It's more likely to happen if I'm not overly attached to it, if I'm kind of holding the club in the way that Wayne Westner spoke about, just relaxed, just right. If you're Irish, obviously you'll, you'll be very much aware that this year in our Gaelic football final, we had Mayo and we had Tyrone. And for the first time, I think in maybe six or seven years, Dublin, who are this unbelievable machine of a team, unbelievable winning machine, weren't in the final. And Mayo, who haven't won it for a long time, um, I think most of the country were, were rooting for them. But I saw a very good article, I think, by an ex-Dublin footballer called Paul Allen in the Currency magazine, where on the day of the match, he was saying that he predicted Tyrone would win. But he predicted they would win because Mayo were too attached to winning. It mattered too much to them. And that is a mental tweak that uh, does require, uh, in a way, maybe inner surgery. It requires a very skilled hand to try and help a team to remove the attachment, especially if the entire county, and in this case, perhaps almost the entire country, except to people in from Tyrone, uh, <laughs> wanted them to win. It meant too much. And of course, the team didn't play anywhere close to the potential on the day, which to me would indicate that there was too much tension. It did matter too much. And I think Paul Allen was right. You know, uh, another extreme example of it would be I've heard uh, entrepreneurs, two people um, say something extreme to me before where they went, you know, if I don't sell my business by this time, it's going to kill me. That's a very dangerous statement to make. Um, and so, you know, if, if I hear something like that, you do have to drill into it because that shows an overattachment. That shows it means too much. And when that happens, without a doubt, tension is going to block off your creative ability, your ability to adapt and your resilience. It's bringing too much into it. And it's a version of, okay, well, when I get X, then I will, then I will be Y. You know, So when I get the business sold, then I can relax, then I can be happy. When I get the money, when I get the fame, when I get the book published, then I will be whatever. You can fill in the blank. And as humans, I think that's something that seems to be universal, that when I get X, then I will be Y. The problem is nobody's really told us that that's actually BS. It's, it's a false equation. It is possible to be more Y before you get X, because why should it be dependent on an outcome? I mean, most people are going after an outcome because they're convinced it's going to give them something. And usually that's a state. It's a feeling. It might be a feeling of respect or it could be a feeling of recognition. Whatever it is, bizarrely, it is possible to create that now before you get to the outcome. And then completely then, ironically, that frees you up to play at a higher level of your ability which means it's more likely to get your outcome. How about that one? So, some questiones. Where could you be attached to an outcome? Think about an area that might be causing you tension or that you're not happy with. Are you attached to the outcome? Or where does it matter to you too much? It mightn't be work. It could be your life, your relationship. You know, it could be, it could be all about work, maybe business or some project you're working on. And ask yourself the question, which is a hard question, is if you are attached to it, well, what part of your mind is attached to it? What part of your mind? If you really dig into that question, I think you might get some, some, interesting, some interesting answers. And, you know, in conclusion, you definitely, if you can go back to Wayne Wester's analogy, if you can learn to kind of hold the club in a more relaxed way, not too loose, not too tight, definitely not too tight, that's overly attached, you will shoot better you will perform better. And ironically, actually, I will, I will, over the next podcast, I will be sharing some other stories about what we can learn from the inner side of golf. I have a little bit of experience 
um, as I've said to you there, and I'm going to share some some notes and ideas and insights around that over the next episode and maybe even beyond. So to close out this episode, um, you know, we it's a three-part, three-parter, I guess, and a twist and be more audacious. Hopefully it's given you some food for thought. But at the end of the day, definitely be more audacious. Think bigger for yourself and for your life and for other people, for all of us. But do include yourself. Don't make where, where you are wrong because where you are today is probably something that you dreamed of in the past. So why would you make it wrong? Yet that seems to be the way the mind works. You're always looking for something different. So don't make where you are wrong. And then from today, maybe experiment with this. Be open to at least trying something different around being unattached to the outcome. Because definitely when you're unattached to the outcome, uh, you do shoot better. Thanks for being with me. Bye-bye.